It's the Buckner and E-Bomb Podcast. Using up all your bandwidth one show at a time. You can now listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and as always, on SoundCloud. Just type Buckner and E-Bomb into the search bar and let the sultry sounds wash you away. Follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buckner and E-Bomb. Hey, it's that time again. Buckner and E-Bomb podcast episode number 61, Roger Maris, home run record, coming at you live via the iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, check us out Facebook, hey, I'm just doing all the plugs at the very beginning, my name is Dustin, E-Bomb, Buckner interrupting already, what's going on Buckner? It's the podcast you go to for your music, your food, your sports, and everything going on in the world. Buckner and E-Bomb podcast weekly coming at you from the Stitcher, the SoundCloud, and the iTunes. And, of course, we'd greatly appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. If you like something that you hear, of course, follow us back on Twitter as well. And uh, really excited for 2016 and all the guests that we have lined up uh, coming your way. Um, I got uh, my friend Jeff, who I really want to get on to the show. He is kind of like a marketing analyst. He's kind of like a strategist when it comes to uh, social networking and different media outlets and stuff. He's And he uh, plays with, like, dummies, too. His last name is Dunham. <laughs> No, he actually, he's a a former professional NASCAR driver. His last name's Gordon. (laughs) See what I did there? See what I did there? Hmm? Yeah. What are you, uh, what what are you nibbling on tonight, Buckner? Uh... I'm uh, still doing the sponsorship with Fit Food to You on the web at FitFood, the number two, Y-O-U.com. It's all portioned out and uh, meals that have no trans fats, extra sodium or, you know, carbs or anything. So I'm chewing on some salmon tonight, mm. some uh, pan-crusted salmon with a bunch of, like, chia seeds and junk on top with some uh, quinoa and some steamed vegetables. It's pretty yummy. Now, let me ask you. As 2016's, you know, full on, we're we're in the middle of January now. How are you doing on keeping yourself honest with the food intake? Are you are you reverting back to the chips? Are you reverting back to the dip that goes along with it? Oh man, the, the, the soda, the the pie, the cake. What's going on? How's that? How's that all going? Well, I'm not gonna lie and say that I haven't had some of those. Like I was over at my fl- uh, at my friend Blaine's house yesterday watching football which we'll get to and he had a full-on spread man he deep fried a turkey for the for the get together have you ever had deep fried turkey before i have it's delicious oh my god it is amazing it is it's a game succulent changer. it's it's juicy Dude, it's got the juicy it's, yeah it's uh, like eating a rotisserie chicken it's such a different way of eating turkey i'm not a big turkey fan unless it's deep fried which is crazy because it doesn't sound that healthy, but man, is it good that way. He got the brine down perfect. As far as the snacking go, yeah, the chips had some guac. I can't say no to guacamole. If there's a guacamole at the party and it's looking at me, I'm going to have some. I just got to not eat all the guacamole, you know? With eat the entire some, bag of chips. Right, with the entire bag of chips. Have some chips. Have some guacamole. Have some deep fried turkey. Just don't eat all of it. And then try to go to the gym and try to, like, drink. Like, you know what my biggest thing is that's helped me out more than anything else, dude? 
is no soda. Like the no soda and drinking like an s ton of water. I drink so much water now. Just I just just what I do. I'm just constantly drinking water, and that's helped like so much. It's crazy. It's weird how that works, doesn't it? It's it's like, hey, I'm gonna drink like 80 ounces or more of water. God, I drink. I pee in constantly. It's so dumb. I'm like I know. A girl. It's, like, it's like you're on the go, though. Yeah. There's something to it. Well, there. Well, the one thing that's really bad is like when I'm doing the show, I'm doing the morning show on 96X, and I'm about to jump in and do like either talk about an artist or talk about a story coming up. And then it's like, oh, no, I drank too much water. I got to use the bathroom, but I got to jump on in 15 seconds. So I'm doing, like, the little bounce in my chair, doing, like, the pee-pee dance. I've done that before. In the uh, studio. I've done that before working the podcast with you, where it's, like, getting towards the end. And I'm like, all right, let's let's wrap it up here. Come on, we got to go. Well, if you have to jump out, if you have to take a break, we can always hit pause. But sometimes it's not as fun. You know, you like to make a game out of it. I do. I'm like, <laughs> like, how long? And then I'll get my iPhone timer, and I'll be like, how long is this urination going to take me? Is it going to take 38 seconds? Can I get it to 48 seconds? You know, how but, close to a minute can I get this atomic piss going? But one thing uh, you were saying, cutting out the soda. I have cut out the soda, but I haven't completely cut it out. I had a root beer the other day at Jimmy John's. Good night. I love root beer. Love root beer. Can't drink it all the time. Treat it like ice cream. Have it once in a while. Have it as a treat. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, but that's tough. Um, I think the uh, the government just came out with uh, the FDA uh, came out with like a new guideline for uh, you know for your healthy intake uh, for the day, and it's like it's supposed to be like fifty grams of unnatural sugars. Uh, so basically, any byproduct that you would get out of soda or you know any of the uh, like ice creams and, and crap like that, uh, forty grams, I believe, of that kind of sugar in just one twelve ounce soda, if I'm not mistaken. So you get most of it just in that one sitting and not to bag on on coke or pepsi or mountain dew because it's all delicious but the thing that it's crazy to me is the amount of sugar that they put into it if they didn't cut it with what is that acid ascorbic acid or something there's certain acid that they put in there to cut down the sweetness Mm -hmm. that if you were to drink the soda without the ascorbic acid and just the pure sweetness that's in the beverage it would like make you want to throw up because it's so sweet, but they cut it. I wish they just put straight cocaine in it like they did hundred <laughs> plus years ago. Oh, rub your teeth with it, dude! Did you see that thing about El Chapo and like Sean Penn went like interviewed him when he was in hiding and nobody knew where he was, but for some reason Sean Penn knew where he was and the feds were looking for him. Now, Sean Penn isn't married to Robin Wright Penn anymore. No, no. He was Butter, dating... B- Buttercup from uh, that, that movie with, uh, you know, you, you killed my father. Prepare to die, Princess Bride. Yeah. It's such a crazy story. Sean they're not, they're not. They're not married anymore. No, 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 no. No, he was dating uh, the chick from Monster... Uh, what's her Charlize name? Charlize Theron. Yeah, he was dating Charlize Theron there for a while. I don't know if they're still together or not. He's a weird one. Was he, he dating Madonna too? Wasn't that like a no? Long they were married, ago? and lately they've been seen hanging out together again. Madonna and him. 
Were they really married? Yeah, like way back in the 80s. They were like, right oh, when he got oh, done with Fast Times at Ridgemont High and she was doing the whole like a virgin thing, they were an item. Oh. Sad that I know that, but I'm like a pop culture encyclopedia. So which baseball player did she date? I don't know. A-Rod, maybe? <laughs> I feel like it. May- no, 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 no. Um, may- um, um, what was his name? Derek Jeter. No. no? Jose Canseco. Madonna dated Jose Canseco? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I would have never thought that. No, I didn't know that. That's funny. He, like, injects himself with some steroids and then just, like, I got all the energy in the world, babe. Right. That's like your pre-Cialis. <laughs> right. And he had that sweet, sweet baseball haircut, which was kind of a mullet, but it's mm-hmm. Jose Canseco, so he doesn't give a damn. He's just yeah, like, not, I'm Jose Canseco. I hit baseballs harder than anyone else in Major League Baseball. I drive my Porsche 120 miles an hour around Oakland. I do what I want. Yeah, the, the hair isn't longer than, say, that little bone in the back of your neck, but it, it's about there. So it's not super long, and it's not for, it's not Randy Johnson's hair. It's not like the unit's hair oh, in Randy, the mid-'90s. Randy Johnson. Oh, God bless I tw- Randy I Johnson. tweeted that out. I was watching... Um, this past week, uh, I have on uh, on digital video. I have that 1995 ALDS game five where the where the uh, Mariners beat the Yankees. Right. Where Griffey slides home off the Edgar Martinez double, and oh man, there's a spot where where the unit takes off his hat and his mullet is is flowing. I mean, it is it was flowing like Volga River. Oh my it, gosh. It is, oh, it's so it's magnificent. That is hilarious. Um, it takes me back in time. That is hilarious. No, so I'm reading here. Three months after drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman escaped from prison, he met with actor Sean Penn for a secret interview in a mountainous Mexican jungle. Now, with that happening, couldn't Sean Penn get in trouble with the U.S. government for this? I, I mean, I have no idea. Um, but it wasn't like... El Chapo escaped from a U.S. prison. Right. And I don't, I mean, was he aiding and abetting him? Right, 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 right. right. Going there to meet with him, to interview him because he was doing something for Rolling Stone, right? Yeah. It's really cloudy how that whole thing works. And it's crazy that it's Sean Flippin' Penn. The guy's like, oh. I loved you in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You were hilarious. Yeah, come and meet me in my mountainous uh, hideout. There, No one knows where I'm at. But you know where I'm at, Sean Penn. Like you played a fantastic guy on Death Row and Dead Man Walking with Susan Sarandon. Amazing job. I believe you won an Academy Award for that. Perhaps. I don't know. Also, that movie that was directed, Mystic River. By Clint Eastwood. <laughs> like you did a great job in that movie. You find Essay. out. El Chapo Guzman is like a super fan of oh, Sean he's a, Penn. He's a, he's, a, he's a film buff. He's like, it's like you have some people that are way into Elvis or way into the Beatles. Right. He's way into Sean Penn. Like in his mountainous hideout in the jungles of the uh, Sierra Madre Occidentals in in Mexico, <laughs> he's, he's got like this shrine to Sean Penn. Some people worship Buddha. They've got a little Buddha there as they pray. Some people pray towards Mecca five times a day. Nope. Not El Chapo. He goes up to, he's like a Sean Penn, man. When did El Chapo become Cheech and Chong? 
Hey, man. Just over here in my low rider, man. <laughs> well, he is a drug lord, right? Right. Okay. And those guys were, like, on drugs? Kind of, that was their that Okay, was their all right. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, all right. Hey, man. You know, one movie that I really did enjoy, Sean Penn, he didn't have, like, a huge part in it, but I really enjoyed the movie The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I thought he played a good role as the, like, crazy, aloof photographer guy. That is, like, missing or something. Right, they have to go find him. They have to go to, like, Finland or something to go find him. Did you see that movie? He's Where's Freaking Waldo. Yeah, I, I, I have different feelings on the movie than you do. You didn't enjoy it. It is what it is. It's a feel good movie. Is it, you know, is it going to win any Golden Globes or, or Oscars? No. You know, and, and that's fine. Uh, it, it's a, it's a good motivating movie though. If you if you watch it and you're like, oh man, that makes me feel like I can do anything. If you want that feeling, then that's a good movie to watch. I just want to learn how to do sweet skateboard moves, just like Ben Stiller. I like Ben Stiller in that Keeping the Faith movie with uh, <laughs> with Ed Norton, where he's like a Jewish rabbi and Edward Norton's a Catholic priest, and they like cross over and are buddies, and they have like these inner faith mingles, and it has <laughs> and it has Dharma from Dharma and Greg. I never even heard about this movie, Keeping the Faith. And and now uh, Ben Stiller, he's uh, got the new Zoolander movie that's going to be dropping here soon. Who, do, who would you peg to play El Chapo in his biography, in his uh, biopic movie? Let's see here. Let's find a photo of El Chapo first. So you got so you got Johnny Depp who played Whitey Bulger, the the, 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 North, <laughs> the Northeast gangster. I know exactly who could play El Chapo for the movie. Tell me, it would be Jimmy Kimmel's security guard guy. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? With the mustache? Yes. Hey, Yimmy. Yimmy. Yimmy Kimmel. He goes out and interviews people. Right. He has a little security. uh, But it used to be Uncle Leo until Uncle Leo passed away, sadly. Rest in peace, Uncle Leo. But I'm looking at a photo of El Chapo here. He's wearing a a Paisley-type striped shirt, shaking hands with Sean Penn. And he looks like a spitting image of uh, the dude from the Jimmy Kimmel show. What's his name? I'm looking that up right now. Jimmy, I, we should know that. I've seen Jimmy Kimmel, you know, thousand times. But the problem is, I don't want to say the wrong name. Guillermo Rodriguez. Guillermo. Guillermo Rodriguez should pay. Should play El Chapo. In uh, a movie that comes out. Entitled or, El Chapo, most likely. Entitled El Chapo, yes. I'm just saying, spitting image. They look exa- They look like they could be related. Now, now, look. Historically, we don't necessarily get the guys or gals that are spitting images of the character they're playing when they are acting, when they're pretending to be that character that person okay so right. so let's say, let's just say that we we don't want to go for uh for what they look like we don't want to look we don't want to go for the authentic look but we want to go for substance so we want to get an actor that can that can, has the chops to play 
drug kingpin. The the Mexican drink drug kingpin El Chapo. Who would you say it is? Well, it's completely obvious if we're not going to go with Guillermo. We got to go with The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne The not, Rock Johnson. He's to play not, El Chapo because not, we all he's know not Latino. He, he, it's going to be an action movie, okay? The guy is a drug lord. He escaped from a Mexican federal prison, okay? There's probably going to be some guns around. I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson, probably some tanks. I loved him in the last Fast and the Furious movie. Um, That one where he played a helicopter pilot where uh, San Andreas, loved him in San Andreas. I think he'd do a great job. He's playing an El Chapo. And then, of course... How do, it, we would have to like you know uh, if we could get like Robert Rodriguez to to film it, we could change it up a little bit so we ch- uh, we spell it C H O P P O and he has like a machete and goes around like beheading his sure. enemies. Sure, El Chapo is yes, is is in people. <laughs> I like it. I think we got ourselves a winner, Dustin. But wait a second. Hang on a second. What about getting Benicio del Toro? See, now, that's what I thought you were going to say. That's an easy pick. All right? I saw him in Sicario. He's a gritty character actor that plays that type of guy all the time. But why don't we try to pick somebody who doesn't play that role all the time? Like Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel would be a great El Chapo. He's buff. He's got a bald head. Well, but hey, hang on. I I was thinking we could get uh, Benicio del Toro and his long lost brother Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> the guy who directed Pacific Rim and Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth and Hellboy. We could get him. He's Mexican. Oh, we could man. get him to play or direct. Excuse me, El Chapo. You got the Guillermo. You or, sorry. You got the del Toro brothers. I like that. I like that. Okay. I see what you're doing. It's like all of a sudden if Donnie Wahlberg got into direct. Oh, man. Donnie Wahlberg would be a great El Chapo. <laughs> man, why didn't I ever think of that? He's older. He's a little rugged around the edges. Probably knows his way around some drugs. He was in a band. He was in a band. New kids you, know on the all, block. You, know, you know all guys in bands are way into drugs and just banging a whole bunch of groupies. Having, All right, having fine. Sluts, having sluts okay, around, fine, and you know fine, the fine, drug fine. kingpins are the same way. Let's actually get back on on topic. I mean, we kind of steered no, off a little bit no. when we were talking about drugs, and then we started I talking about Bruce El Chapo. I want Bruce Willis to play him. I no. want Bruce Willis. <laughs> Mel Gibson, get him on it. Let's get Wesley Snipes to play El Chapo. He'd be great. Always <laughs> bet on black. Good old so, Wesley Snipes. So, so check it. So... Buckner just going into something else here. Big, big topics going on around the water coolers of American workplaces. Uh, I don't know what it's like at your work. I don't even know if you guys have it in the state of Utah, but Powerball is all every freaking person is talking about in these United States. Powerball is up to like 1.3 or 1.4 billion dollars yeah it's the largest jackpot in the history of the world and it's happening on my birthday happy birthday buckner thanks man what are you doing for what are you doing for your birthday 
Uh, I'm going to get some dinner with some friends. And then uh, I'm going to go to Vegas this weekend. You're going to go to a couple surf clubs in Vegas? No, I don't do that. It's not my style. Oh, so I guess when you took me to the Deja Vu back in the ah, day. Ha, ha, you got yeah, me. I must have been mistaken. You got me. Um, That's after a lot of extensive uh, counseling sessions, uh, some brain wiping sessions. It's just getting too expensive, man. Them girls of the night, they steal your dreams, ruin your credit score. You wake up with your pants on backwards on the back of a pool table. It's no good, man. It's not a way to live your life. When I win Powerball, because it's not if I win Powerball, it's when I win Powerball. You got to have that kind of mentality, I think, in life. Like, when I score a supermodel, when I, you know, pick up a brand new $250,000 Ferrari, it's those kinds of things that make life fun and worth living. So when I win Powerball, I have come up with a laundry list of things that I will do. First and foremost, you'll never hear from me again. I'm sorry to say, Buckner, you will never see my face or hear this, hear these pipes ever again. All right. Well, then I'm going to cross my fingers that you win. I'm going to double, double down. Hope to God that you win so I never have to hear your voice again. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Bastard. What would you do? No, I, I seriously do have a list of things that I would I would want to do uh, if I won Powerball. I, now, I, th- now, this is contingent upon me winning the whole jackpot. As just a quick background, uh, Powerball, the instant winnings, uh, if you take the cash-out option, is like $860 million. After Uncle Sam takes a, a, a huge bite of your taxes, depending on the state, that you're in, you're left with roughly $500 million. I checked in on the CNN uh, website on the CNN money, and that's that's where I found it. So you're, you're left with about 500 mil. Too bad. I, you know what? <clears throat> because I'm, I've got that winter spirit, I think I should go uh, buy a P.O. box in Florida really quick. <laughs> but it, does it depend on the state in which the ticket was purchased? That's how it works for the taxes? That's a question I just don't know. Okay. All right. That's fine. It's neither here nor there. It's fine. Um, I actually had this exact same conversation on uh, my morning show on 96X, which you can download the app right now. If you go to the app store, type in 96 and then the letter X, and it'll come up, Rockin' St. George. Of course, on the web at rockstgeorge.com. First thing I would do, Dustin, is I'd probably go buy a new BMW. Second thing after that as I'd give a massive chunk to Donald Trump's campaign because I'm trying to make America good again, baby. Let's make America great again. If there's one person I know that needs some help financially is Donald Trump. (laughs) Now, to just slow your roll for a second i'm kidding i'm I, kidding about that i he know i don't i don't want to i don't want to put a damper but on how your funny would that be dustin how funny would that be if it was like some old lady from topeka kansas that just loves the trump and she's like i just want to give my winnings to the man that's gonna make america great again but you can only give so much there's there's campaign finance laws that prohibit you from giving over a certain amount of money no well, they'd figure out a way. 
If <laughs> she was just like, I'm going to give you all my winning, they'd figure out a way to do it. They'd, and all, they would turn her into a corporation or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She'd give to like this super pack. Right. Right. That would somehow like just go and smear everybody. Like he needs any help doing that. But uh, in honor of your birthday, Buckner, you're getting old. Uh, if I win Powerball, I'll give you some Centrum Silver multivitamins. Oh, thank you. Thank you, because I'm yeah. going to need those for my bone density. Thanks. If I win Powerball, Buckner, um, I'll buy you Bosley. Oh. The hair restoration. Wow. Well, if uh, I win Powerball, Dustin, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that you get a cameo appearance in the next Star Wars movie. Oh. But you get killed off in the first five minutes. Oh! Hey, not bad. I'd be like J.J. Abrams. I got the perfect guy, man. It'd be great for the next Star Wars movie. He, just got to make sure just, you kill him off in the first five minutes. Cut his head off. Guts everywhere. Again, sorry to spoil, but he ain't directing. Oh? Yeah, sorry. He's just one he, and done? He's one and done, baby. Who's the next guy? Uh, I don't know. Look it up. Huh. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. When I win Powerball, Buckner... I know you just said how you are you've had some extensive rehab uh, when it comes to the strippers. Yeah. But I, so, I, so I don't know how you feel about this one, but you know, I, I, I'm a man that wants to make you happy. I will. I, I want to give you some pleasure um, in a um, in an off way, and, and so that it's not directly by me, but. I'll buy you a tie hooker. Could be a girl. Could be a boy. Could be a lady boy. We don't know. We don't know. Could be a man. Could be a woman. Could be a lady woman. Man. Lady man. All right. Well, if that's the case, Dustin, I'm going to buy you your very own Cheesecake Factory because I know how much you love the Cheesecake Factory. You go in any time of day, day or night. Fully staffed, ready to go. Doesn't matter what type of cheesecake you want, man. Sign me up. It's yours. Of course, you could probably have, you know, open it for business, try to make some money back, whatever. I'm going to put the keys in your name. Sign it over. Dustin Ellenberger. Boom. Done. When I win Powerball, win. When? Uh, I, yeah. I'm going to buy you a gallon of Russell Wilson's sweat. <laughs> Wait, you're stealing mine. You're still. I said that to you. <laughs> no, I'm you said a quart back. of it. I went. I went above and beyond. I'm going to give you four times that amount. I'm going to give you a gallon. <laughs> giving you a gallon of that stuff. If I win the Powerball lottery, Dustin Ellenberger, I'm going to buy you a Labrador Retriever wearing one of those funny beer helmets with some red shooting glasses. His name's going to be Spuds, like that stupid Bud Light dog from the 80s. Oh, you bite your tongue, stupid. There's no, he's not stupid. Adorable. (laughs) Hashtag adorbs. Hashtag orbs adorbs. In all all honesty, I would want a house, uh, I'd want a house in Seattle. I'd keep a house down here in, in Phoenix. I'd want a house in L.A., and then I'd probably buy myself a pretty killer flat in uh, in London, 
and then I would want to keep on rotation. And I guess I wouldn't need anything serious because I could just rent it out for a week or two or uh, whatnot in Vegas. And I would only need to be in Vegas a couple times a year, probably. And, uh, you know, for like a big UFC fight for like, a you know, and if it's a cool weekend where there's like a cool concert going on and, and, and whatnot. So that's probably where I would just rent out a suite for the weekend or something, you know, or the week. I would, and, and this is completely on the honest tip, if I won, it would be really cool, first and foremost. Second well, off, yeah. I would continue to do the podcast. I would probably move to Los Angeles and start trying to do open mics, like stand-up comedy. Well, and you'd then, have enough money to live off for the rest well, of your life. Well, I wouldn't life. have to worry about it. I could just do exactly. that. Exactly. exactly. And, but I would still – here's the thing. A lot of people are like, I would just lay out on the beach and I wouldn't do anything. No, you go crazy that way. You buy dumb stuff for dumb people that don't need anything. You know, I would want to set up the people that I really care about in a way that they would be happy – of course, Thank you got to watch. You got to watch you. that. You got to watch that because certain people out there be like, "Hey, can I get ten thousand dollars?" We talked about this in Powerball last time. Whatever, whatever. All I'm saying <clears throat> is that I would want. I would want to do stand-up comedy, and if I could have a place and just live out there and try to learn how to do that. And I. Oh, the other thing too, I would continue to want to do radio, but I would try to go to like one of the biggest rock radio stations and be like, "Hey, here's the scoop. You don't have to pay me. I just want to do a show." I've done this for a while. It's you know I'm, I'm pretty good at it in my own opinion because I'm amazing and I'm rich as and I'm rich, bitch. I can buy this and sell it back to myself and buy it again. So you know that would be fun to do that and then just do it for free because you know you got all that money. But I would have to stay. I would have to continue to do the things that. I enjoy doing and then just, you know, try to grow it. See what could happen from there. You got to stay busy. You, you got to stay just, busy. You, yeah. You can't be lazy or else you're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your mojo. You're going to eat yourself to death because now all of a sudden you got a bunch of money. You, you don't have anything to do except for just lie around mm. if you don't want to. No reason to exercise. Have no to reason watch. to do anything. Yeah. And you'd have to watch out for those piranhas, man. They'd be left and right. They'd that's why I told that's why I was like you. half joking that you would never hear my voice again. Um, or see me but you, you almost have to have that mentality to a degree so that people aren't like leeching on you right so they don't just so they don't grab on it'll to almost you. be best no seriously in all honesty go into like hiding for a year like just go do something go disappear go uh, spend like go off social media everything right just go blank change your phone number something like that and just go somewhere for like six months so it's out of everyone forgot you know what i mean they got other and then things what, they're thinking and about. then what i would do during that six months of uh, of a blackout is i would go get that insane awesome hair transplant <laughs> i would <laughs> i would get a I hair mean, transplant look, okay, too it, i got a bald genetics. spot i'm rocking a bald spot too i, I totally it, would it, it's it's genetics you and i you know there's not a lot we can do on that it's like it is what it is i would i would get myself a personal trainer i would get myself a personal chef and for six months i would just go crazy on that and i would make sure i would invest my money right. i would stay on the dl and then i would re i would re-emerge back out onto the um out on the planet earth and everybody would be like wow look at dustin ebob 
he's got it going on. He's got the spray tan. He's got a nice new head of hair. He's this he's is crazy. Six pack of abs. Oh, this is one of the craziest stories. I don't know if you know this one or not, but uh, last year there was a Powerball jackpot winner. Last February, in fact. Her name was Marie Holmes. She was working like two jobs. She has like three kids. One of them has like cerebral palsy. Uh, yeah, she has four kids. She was working at Walmart and McDonald's. And then out of nowhere, boom, $88 million. What's up? Unfortunately, she also has a heroin trafficking boyfriend named Lamar McDowell, who was actually locked up at the time when she won. She is now, and I'm not kidding you, she has spent $21 million bailing out her drug dealer boyfriend who has been back to jail three times since she's won. Buckner, you and I both know we're of the age that you cannot put a price on love. You can't put a price on love, baby. That's right. The The heart wants what the heart wants. And the and the bits and pieces down below, mm, mm, want mm. what the bits and pieces want to have. Right. They like it real thick and juicy. And I like that purple squash <laughs> emoji. <laughs> what the? Oh my! 21. Isn't it a squash? It is. Uh, it's an eggplant. Have you ever had eggplant, eggplant before? Eggplant. Yeah, yeah. That's what oh, it is. Okay. Eggplant, eggplant emoji. I also go Fuck with the your- hot dog emoji. That's a new one of my favorites. If you got the the upgrade. It made me think that saying that real quick made me think if you if you were forced now let's say for instance somebody else won the Powerball let's say it was me okay and I say Buckner <laughs> with that I'm evil menacing laugh yeah, of yours yeah. I I'm the puppet master <laughs> you, you will do what I want you to do for money and I say I'm gonna give you. Ten million dollars. Okay, I've got a briefcase of ten million cold ducats in my in my hand, and I say, Buckner, you have to go gay with one guy in this world. Now, I'm not saying that you'll say yes or no to this, but if you were to say yes, who would that guy be? Uh, I'm would it being- be Brad Pitt? Would it be Leo DiCaprio? Would it be? Aaron Sorkin. I'm going to have to go with Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. You liar. It would not be. <laughs> what? Make the news. You know who mine would be? Uh, sure. Shoot. I have no idea. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> what the? Gosh, is he sexy. What? Oh. what are you talking about? With that Jay Luna looking chin of his? And that high, super, like, uh... Cro-Magnon man brow. Oh, man. You heard about what he did recently, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, correct? No. Okay, so Quentin Tarantino, Hollywood Walk of Fame, got a star there, and usually they either put their handprints or their feet or something like that, right? He put his feet in to the wet concrete, and he was wearing some knockoff shoes that looked like the shoes that uh, the gal wore from the movie Kill Bill. What was her name? Um, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. He's wearing some, like, yellow kung fu kicks. On the soles of the yellow kung fu kicks, on one foot 
F. Three more word, three more letters, four letter words starts with letter F. And then on the other shoe said Y O U. Stamped into the concrete evermore. For time and all eternity. For time and all eternity. Quentin Tarantino, ladies and gentlemen. On Hollywood and Vine on Hollywood in Los and Angeles. Vine. Yep. How funny is that? Are you surprised? I wasn't surprised when I read that. I was like, eh, typical Quentin style. The Hateful Eight, that's now out in theaters three and a half hours. And that's no, the only thing. No, no, no. Thing. It's not about two and a half. Two and a half. No, it's like three hours, bro. It's, but it's not. It's like, uh, it's, I think it's a, a 150 minutes. Or no, no, no. Sorry. 170 minutes, I think. So it's just, it's like almost three hours. Really? I think. Um, I'm, I'm going to look right now. Regardless, oh, we got into some trouble at the hundred hundred and eighty-seven minutes. So yeah, it's uh, it's basically three hours, three hours and seven minutes. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino talking ghetto at the Golden Globes. Interesting. Didn't know that. Looking here on some news on the QT, the QT Quentin Tarantino. That's the only thing that stopped me from being able to see the Hateful Eight is because of how long it is. It's very long, yeah. And and, and if we yeah. if we've learned anything about Buckner tonight, it's he's he drinks a ton of water. He's got to piss all the time. He's got the bladder uh, of like an eighty five year old man, apparently. Yes. And so a three hour movie means he's probably going to have to go <sighs> urinate, urinate yeah. at least half a dozen times during that time. Well, during unless I eat a gang of popcorn, so that way I'll just absorb it all with the water weight from all the sodium from the from it the just popcorn. soaks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, soaks right it. up, and I just get yeah. all fat and bloated looking. I like watched the Golden Globes last man. night, and my goodness, there are a ton of blowhards that are self-bloviating, and it's pretty ridiculous. Self-bloviating. That was great. That was a good word. That was, that was good. And they talk. It, it, the room is is divided up. You've got kind of the movie people in the front. You've got the, movie, uh, the, the TV people a little bit more in the back, and there are these round tables and like for instance you had um, for whatever reason these two guys were at the same table but you had like Leo DiCaprio and Brian Cranston at the same table and the director of The Revenant and then you had Quentin Tarantino over with probably three or four Thai hookers <laughs> and then you had uh, man, that's a theme tonight I didn't even mean that to be a theme goodness that's that's good on me and then you have um, like uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Amy Schumer together and, and whatnot, and Matt Damon wins for best actor in a comedy for The Martian. Apparently, The Martian is a comedy. You saw that movie, right? I did. Uh, didn't really think of it as a comedy. That's how the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, labeled it. Was a uh, it's it's a musical. It's a com- comedy musical or something else. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, what? And so that one. Um, I think uh, and so Matt Damon won for best actor. Did he, did he uh, bring comedy. that up when he won? He's like, I don't really think of this movie as a comedy, but uh, thanks for the award. I think he introduced it at the very beginning and there was like some jokes about it. Somebody joked about it at the very beginning. Ricky Gervais hosted, but there was just so much chatter and talking while people were up on stage, like uh, announcing the awards and everything. It's It's like, shut up. Like just if you're there, I mean, I get it. People are getting hammered at the, you know, at these types of things, uh, you know, knocking a few back. But uh, it's it's really self congratulatory. It's pretty bad. 
And I want nothing more than to be a part of it. I do. I want to dress up in a monkey suit and totally be at the Golden Globes. <laughs> a monkey suit. You mean like dressing up like a chimpanzee or wearing like a tuxedo? Yes. Either one. Either one would work for me. Uh, Jonah Hill dressed up as a bear last night. Did he, he really? Be the, yeah, he was pretending to be the bear from The Revenant. It was oh, actually that's funny. One of that's the, good. Yeah, it was one of the highlights of, of the events. I texted you to ask if you were watching. I d- yeah, and, and I got and that you, response, and, and I was not. No, I was uh, I was playing cards with some of my friends. We were playing cards against humanity. You were playing quarters. You're like, doink! We Drink not, up! We were not playing quarters, sir. Lady Gaga winning a Golden Globe. Her first time acting in <laughs> uh, the TV show American Horror Story, and then she won an award... And then Leo DiCaprio was like punking on her, but you know what? I kind of have to agree with Leo. No, 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 no. This so this is what happened. She walks by and he's laughing. Now is it is he laughing? Because everybody when they were walking by, I would say half of them walked right behind DiCaprio, and a couple of people like bumped into him, and because of where he was sitting, and he was like laughing and. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, he was laughing because Lady Gaga won or was something said at the table that was funny. Now, keep in mind, people are getting drunk at this table, most likely, right? Brian Kranz is at that table. Everybody knows him as Walter White, but he's a pretty funny guy. Walter White is hilarious. <laughs> he's great. He's hilarious, especially <laughs> when he's making his uh, Blue Dynasty. Blue Magic? Blue Sky? Blue Sky? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. It's been a while since Breaking Bad. Well, Skyler was his wife's name, right? Yes. Skyler was... Yeah, okay, maybe it was Blue Sky. I guess that would make sense. Um, What else stuck out so, to uh, so I don't oh, know. Okay. So I don't know if he was punking on her or not. I, I didn't rewind. I should have rewound to uh, to check that. But do you think... That, that leads to a great question. You think Lady Gaga is sexy? I think her attitude is sexy because she's a very confident woman that is very powerful. And she she did this video with Tony Bennett. It was like a Christmas video, and they were like kind of yeah. like canoodling around. And I was like, you know what, Lady Kaga, she doesn't actually look that bad in this. But usually, when she's dressed up like a damn chandelier with a bunch of meat hanging off it, or a cuckoo clock, or a, a Christmas ornament, no, nah, it's not really my thing. But when she's Do you see what she looked up, like? I uh, she was wearing like a black gown. I saw the photo of DiCaprio snickering as she walked by it. Now I don't know if that was really a thing, or if like you were saying, Brian Cranston was cracking jokes. Yeah, somebody could have been cracking jokes. He he could have said something that was funny. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, I. It seems like that you probably don't. He doesn't come across that way, right? That he's, oh, he's so good that he's going to put other people down. Right. You know, or, or, or you know, take a big dump on their, you know, artwork. Right. That, that's he's that's got, my thing. He's got supermodels to worry about. He's got his, you know, it's not really his thing. But at the same time, I don't know. It's DiCaprio. I saw him at Wolf of Wall Street. He can be a D-bag. Well... <laughs> 
duh. <laughs> I mean, John, everybody every, from people that I've um, heard, like John Ham, is supposed to be a pretty likable, approachable guy because he. Be, a, a lot of times you hear that these guys uh, that make it big when they're a little bit older. They've had to go through a lot. They're more humble because they've they've been told no a ton, and they've had they've just had to put their nose to the grindstone and work their butts off. I've heard he's a really cool guy, but he plays the biggest a hole in oh, the Don, history, maybe of TV. Don Draper, and he yeah. won. He won last night as well. And, and then Tony Soprano, the you know the the misogynist, like you know, uh, murderous head of a crime family and by all things that i've ever heard james gandolfini was one of the you know nicest guys around again he made it a little bit older as well so you're sticking up for dicaprio no i'm not sticking up for him i well i'm just saying we don't know he made it when he was really young but you know who knows what he's like i know what he's doing I know what he's doing. I know what the play is. It took me a minute, Dustin, but I know what his play is. Let me you know hear. How, you know how guys sometimes they'll see the cutest girl in the room and they'll they'll act like they're not interested or they'll say a little cutting remark to try to cut them yeah. down a peg. You're like, man, you really look fat in them jeans. Now, mm-hmm. normally that wouldn't work for – it only works for certain people. You got to you know be on that type of level for that yeah. to work. I feel like DiCaprio could be one of those guys. Maybe that's what he was doing. He, maybe he really secretly has a thing for Lady Gaga. He's trying to cut her down a peg. Like, that, that, that was mean what I heard about. You were talking about me and the, the Golden Globes. You know, cut me down for an American Horror Story. It's like, nah, baby, that's not how it works. Why don't you come back to my place, have a glass of wine, I'll play some piano for you. Or I'll pay somebody to play piano for you because I don't know how to play piano, but I have enough money that I can do those type of things. Maybe we'll and even though my- and even though I think you're a little fat, I'll give you some sympathy sex. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then and then his buddy in the background's whispering like classic DiCaprio. He gets him every time. Look at it. Look, they're they're getting in his limo together. There he goes. That's my boy. How does he do only him? Only him. It works every time. All that DiCaprio. He's crazy, man. He's crazy, man. You should have seen him in Cabo. Man. Crazy. We're drinking all the Mai Tais, man. He was going up insulting the hottest women there. Just cut him down. They couldn't get enough of it, bro. Like man, you got an, you got enough bags under uh, saggy under your saggy boobs, hun? <laughs> They're like the biggest fakest boobs you've ever seen. He's right, like cutting them. Down. He's talking to like Charlotte McKinney, my dream weaver. <laughs> what did you say? I can't get enough of him. He's just so dreamy with his pot belly and his man bun. I want to get on his yacht. Of course you do. Everyone wants to ride on this yacht, baby. He's turning into a young Marlon Brando. And he, uncor- and he uncorks like <laughs> a like a $5,000 bottle of Dom Perignon. They're not that expensive, are they? It is. On his yacht it is. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking maybe some Ace of Spades or something. One of those big crazy baller champagne bottles that you see like uh oh, Cristal maybe? No. What is the There's this big ass bottle of I'm going to find it really quick. It's stupid expensive. It's total DiCaprio. Ha, it's so DiCaprio, bro. Oh, Ace, man. He does uh, it every time. I don't space, get it. Only him, man. You would think Pitt could do it. You would think Clooney could do it. They've tried. 
but DiCaprio, he pulls it off, man. Jeez, classic. Oh my gosh, I found it. The Ace of Spades, $6,000 bottle of champagne, baby. When you see, like, professional football athletes popping bottles after they win the Super Bowl, this is like what they're pouring on their friends. I swear I saw Rob Gronkowski with a bottle of this after they won the Super Bowl, after beating the Seattle Seahawks. Ugh. Or, or like when Cam Newton had his uh, had the birth of his son recently. You know what he named his son? Cam Newton, quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers. No idea. Chosen. Did he Cam- spell it funky? Cam- Cameron Newton's son is named Chosen. Well, he definitely won the jackpot when it comes to being born. I mean, how yeah. many billion of people are there on this on this earth? We'll and he pretty much just won the Powerball lottery jackpot. It made me think of of naming my future kids' names, and I came up with a really good one for a girl, and I was offering this to my friend Sam, who's a loyal podcast listener from day one, by the way. Um, and he, uh, he declined. He said thank you, but I, I think he's going in a different direction. Um, cherub. Cherub. Like an angel. That's yeah, a like gr- an angel. That's, that's great. That's, that cherub. works. That really works. Oh, look at little cherub bomb running around. I just found out something terrifying. The Ace of Spades champagne brand owned by... Budweiser. Would you like to guess? I just did. Budweiser. No. Try again. He Colt ra- 45. He raps. He's a rapper. Kanye. Jay-Z. Damn. Oh, so I got, close. I, I got close, didn't I? So close. Didn't think about Hove, did you? Hove! Hove, baby! The Rock! Ace of Spades! He's in the last... He's in, he's in sports management. He owns his own champagne. He's got his own nightclubs. Is there nothing that Jay-Z can't do? He's married to Beyonce, for crying out loud. That's got to be a full-time job right there, being married to to one of the most gorgeous women on the face of the earth. I remember call, I remember back on our morning show so many years ago with Destiny's Child, I said, this, this girl's going to be the next Mariah. It was almost so one-sided that when you saw Destiny's Child performing yeah. on the hip-hop stations, the rap stations around where we grew up in the Pacific Northwest, you're like, well, this one makes... I mean, the other two, don't get me wrong, they're talented, but Beyonce, she's going to be doing her solo thing here within six months. Well, it'd be like looking at the Supremes and going, okay, Diana Ross is going to be the big star out of them. Right. You know? Or, you know, looking at NSYNC and saying, that Joey Fatone, come on! Oh, no. He's gonna get my fat Greek, my big fat Greek wedding. He's gonna make fucking <laughs> lots of dollars off that. He's gonna get a good acting career going. Good night, David Bowie. Golly, he died. Did yeah, you died. see? Man, out of nowhere. Usually, the tabloids are pretty on the spot when it comes to watching people celebrities especially as big as him if they're sick if there's something going on usually you get like a an update like oh david bowie not doing so hot and you're kind of like oh it's on my radar this one came out of nowhere 
especially the British tabloids, and he is, of course, British. Oh, yeah, he's the biggest thing since sliced bread. The only person I can think of is hiring him, like the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney. But that's it. I mean, he's up there. He's royalty. Isn't he? he? Is he royalty? Did they ever knight him? Well, let's take a look at his IMDb. Or IMDb. We could look at his IMDb. He was in Labyrinth, for goodness sake. Oh, great movie. Love the uh, love the labyrinth. I love the fact he decided not to wear underwear either for that for that role, scarring scarring lots and lots of kids watching that. Um, I do not see that he is of the order of the British Empire, so uh, I'm gonna say no. So we've got you know Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney, you got Eric Clapton, Ian McKellen. You have all the knights that will be called into service if they need to go, you know, say, take over the Holy Land in ten in 1099 or something like that, you know? Right. Like, we're going to go on a crusade. Let's call all the knights in. Um, yeah, he's got a few hit songs. I was looking at this uh, during the um, during the week uh, with him. Fame. Right. Uh uh, um, under pressure with Queen. Yeah, that's the one I was just gonna pull up. Let's dance. Um, then Space Oddity. Yeah, that's probably that's one of the great limey songs that's ever been written. You have a few uh, real big limey songs, uh, we'll like for, for instance, the, the the Kinks have a few of them. The old Who does. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control is a major point. Ground control. Sounds so much different. Actually, ground control. That sounded sped up for some reason. You might have a weird version of it or something, but so. He was famous for like you know the the Ziggy Stardust character. Um, you know he he allegedly was and, and you taught me this. You told me this years ago that him and Mick Jagger might have been a little something something. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, highly documented back in the day. They were all kind of light in the loafers. Everything just kind of went with whatever. I don't know what exactly they were doing backstage as far as substances went but it was kind of just a free-for-all it seemed like back in the day you know i think they collaborated didn't they <laughs> in more ways than one my friend Hey-o. Hey-o. but at the you know it, it, who else who else was involved in that whole that whole mix well, you think from- about like freddie mercury and I mean that was something that was he was a superstar back in the day. I mean it didn't get any bigger than Queen Wembley. Did you see the like Wembley Stadium concert that they did? That place the enti- there wasn't an inch of room. That entire place was sold out. And they, they were have rock- a really famous concert that's still shown. It's uh, like Queen 1981, I think, right in Montreal. Okay. That's like that was one of the big concerts and he's just like he's at the top of his game at yeah. that point. Yeah. And it was just was one of those things where oh wait a second. He's gay? What? No yeah. way. That isn't possible. But then you're like, well, I mean it's possible. Anything's possible. 
Is this Ice Ice Baby? It is. How'd you know? <laughs> Yo, VIP. Let's kick Stop. it. Stop. You know what the sad thing about that is, Dustin? I'm is listening. that uh, I did not know about this song originally until after the fact from Vanilla Ice. Well, so just like uh, Tone Loke, I think, uses uh, a Van Halen song in one of his couple of big tunes. It happens over and over and over again. There's tons of times that, you know, hooks or beats are taken from artists from a long time ago that are catchy and very recognizable. But I think, like, Vanilla Ice got in trouble. I think, like, the people from Queen or David Bowie's people went after him. Well, I think, and I think he said there's a note off. And there might very well be. We'd have to put the bass lines, you know, next to each other and hear them. But they're they're certainly close. Uh, David Bowie had a ton of hits. Did you see on our Facebook page, Buckner, I posted up a picture. Uh, and I think this was from 1997. So this is like January of 97, 19 years ago. Um, this is a show oh, at Madison yeah. Square Garden, Crazy and you got David photo. Bowie. You have uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. You've got uh, Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. You've got uh, Francis Black or, uh, or sorry, Frank Black or, or Black Francis from The Pixies. You have Kim Gordon and Sonic Youth, and then you have Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters. And there's a handful of other people, one of which on the very left-hand side, if you're looking at the picture, with his arm raised, looks suspiciously like our friend Bob Green, a.k.a. Bob Van Dyne. I don't think it's Bob Green only because the timelines don't match up. But No, it doesn't, but look at the picture. You tell me on this 1997 picture. Oh, it does. It totally does. (laughs) Does that not look like him? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that there were so many famous people in this photo because I circled that one. I was like, David Grohl? Like, at first I thought it was just some joker that kind of looked like Dave Grohl. And I was like, wait a second. Is that Barack Obama? No, wait. That's Pat Smear. <laughs> that is Pat Smear. And then there's, uh, yeah, the dude from the Pixies. And what did you call it? He's, you, wearing, dex- his, he's wearing his Canadian tuxedo. Where it's like uh, you're wearing a jean shirt with some blue jeans. And it's just a lot of jean going on there, Frank Black. I think this is, I think this might be his best song. This one? Yeah. If you were to guess, Dustin, and I already looked up the answer, but if you were uh-huh. to guess how much David Bowie was worth uh, at the time of his departure yesterday. At the time of his passing, how much do you think David Bowie is worth? $350 million. Actually, not too far off. The number is 250 oh, Okay. Well, you think about It's crazy when you go to his IMDb page how much work that dude put in because there's a lot of times... You know, he's got a ton of hit albums. He's done some movies. He can just chill back and be like, David Bowie don't feel like working today. David Bowie feel like eating a toaster strudel and chilling back on his couch and watching Netflix. Nope. 
Guy David was, Bowie feels like hitting his old uh, his old lady. The you know, not literally hitting her, but hitting it with her. Um, Iman. Uh, Iman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that guy was constantly sexy in her sexy in her day. By the way. Oh yeah. Whew. Yeah, she's a knockout. Very very easy on the eyes. But what I'm saying is, he never rested on his laurels. Dude was just banging it out nonstop work. I I, I heard. Pete Townsend was kind of in that mix too, by the way. Just, oh, really? Yeah, he said a couple of things about Mick Jagger's woo-woo, and it just kind of raised some eyebrows over the last few years. That's funny. Pete Townsend's an interesting cat. Did you watch uh, the Super Bowl in which he performed when they brought the yeah, movie back? Yeah, wasn't was that the Super Bowl when the Packers played the Steelers, or is it when the um, the Colts played the Saints? It was one of those two. I honestly can't remember. I just remember being ultimately pumped that the Who were going to play, and then I was just a little disappointed. Well, I mean, look, their their basis was dead at that point. Uh, you know, Keith Moon's been dead since 1980, and he was one of the premier rock drummers. At least his act was really good. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't think he was John Bonham, but he was really good, and he was energetic, and he was crazy as oh, all no. crap. And they and they brought it. They brought it out. That would have been. That's one thing that if I could have won the uh, if I win the Powerball, and for some reason they they have invented time travel. It would be cool to be able to time travel back in the day and be able to watch The Who at, like, their pinnacle right when Bob O'Reilly came out or they were just on top of it. Like, or, like, their re- concert in Cincinnati where, like, five people were trampled to death. Did that really happen? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. No, but, I mean... The Who at the Kingdom was, a le- was supposed to be a legendary show back in, like, the late 70s. I think right before Keith Moon died. Just to be able to catch some of those monumental concerts and just kind of be a fly on the wall to be able to see that stuff because not to take away. I mean, you got Coachella, which is completely sold out, by the way. Is it already? Yeah, it's sold Ugh. out within like just days. Those Guns N' Roses, so that's fast. what's doing it. <laughs> you think? There's a lot of hype behind the Guns N' Roses band coming back. And I saw them perform in 2010, 2011. No, that's not with Slash. That's not with Izzy. It's not with no, Duff. It's just it Axel and a bunch of dudes. And DJ Ashba. And it was, it was cool to see Axel on stage do his thing. I won't take away from that. But it was not the same. I mean, you look at some of the, the shows that they did back when they were at their pinnacle. When Use Your Illusion... One and two came out, you know, back when they're still like doing their thing way before the spaghetti incident. We're really getting deep on the Guns N' Roses trivia here, but I'm just saying, like, it just wasn't the same. I when don't I think, I don't I, think when I was, can, I when think I was living this, in England, Buckner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was taking the train uh, to London, and I saw on one of the uh, train station walls uh, the Chinese democracy promotion for the album coming out and i was like i i say to my ex i go uh, i'm like are you kidding me i'm like that album's finally coming out it's been like 15 freaking years in the making it took them a long and, time and then um offspring had joked that they were gonna name their album chinese democracy 
<laughs> at that's one point. Funny. That's pretty but funny. I, look, th- th- getting back to David Bowie real quick. He put out some great. He put out some great material. There have been a ton of great artists that you know we see pass away in our lifetime, and we continue to see it. And I, I just don't know if we've gotten to the age where we are not. I'm talking about not the age of which we live in, but our own personal age that we just don't recognize the great up and coming artists that we saw when we were growing up and, and saw that, Oh, Hey, you got Cobain, you got Bono, you got uh, Axel, you got, uh, you know, Metallica, Ozzy, you got all these great, like hard rock musicians, great, you know, other musicians that the alternative are there guys now that will take their place you know that will eventually supplant and go okay this guy takes his place among the giants of of music of rock music i don't know i don't know that there is because i feel like every every big artist that is sustaining themselves they're getting older and they're getting older and it's like you know who's the a lot of people like Muse. A lot of people, you know, and Coldplay. they put on huge shows and whatnot. But Coldplay, they're going to be playing the the halftime show, whether you like them or not. I mean, they're still yeah. a massive act. Um, it's just it's a different arena that we live in with the internet and making everything so immediately available that you know you still can't take away from the fact that going to a live show is going to add to the experience of any band that you see you know unless you're like got a a phobia of crowds or loud noises or something like that and you're you know whatever anyways i think that there's always going to be that element but you don't have the weight i remember i I sound so super old right now in my day sound like my dad right now but yeah back in the day before internet before you could just download whatever there was like oh my gosh next pearl jam album's coming out in a week i'm so stoked the new corn album's coming out in four days i'm gonna go to warehouse music and buy it right you don't have that anymore you just download the day it comes out or if you're like you too you know if you want the best press period you Give it away. Turn it out for free. Well, you know? Foo Fighters just did that with an EP. Yeah. They just put out that St. Cecilia for free. Yeah. You know, and so, no, I know, I gotcha. If you could go back in time, you win the you win the Powerball. Yeah. Which you're not going to because I'm going to. But let's just say, hypothetically, I... Let's say I have a heart attack, like in the movie Waking Ned Divine, uh, when I win the lottery, and somehow... Somebody hears this podcast, they hear me will it to you, which I am not, but let's say they mistake it and I will my lottery ticket to you. What what concert? I'm going to give you three three artists in the past to have gone and seen. Who would those three artists be? This is really hard. This is really hard because there's so many different genres of music. And to be a part of that at some point... I would like to say that it would be tight to see one of the early NWA shows back when those guys were like right after Straight Outta Compton came out. But at the same time, knowing myself, would I feel safe at one of those shows? Because you are really, really, really white. I'm so white, dude. I'm like the whitest guy I know. But anyways, hypothetically speaking, it would be super cool 
to go to that show because those guys changed the game. They were completely revolutionary at the time. Another show that I would love to have gone and seen, I would love to see Sublime, Bradley Knoll play, like during the 40 Ounces to Freedom time, right before their self-titled album came out. I didn't even know about Sublime until after the fact, until after the fact. He had already he was passed dead. away. Yeah, that, al- that, album got, that, that album got released after he died, I believe, right? So it was, it was posthumous? Yeah. Okay. And that's, it's kind of, it's sad because that's when they really started to get recognized for the talent of their music. And it was already too late, you know? What are you going to do? So it would have been cool to be able to see one of those shows at like a cool Southern California like dive bar spot where it was only like 200 people could fit in there or something. Sure. And they were just rocking sure. out at that point where, you know, everybody knows everybody's name. It's one of those cool venues. And of course, this is pretty generic to say, but to be able to see Led Zeppelin yeah. right after, you know, Stairway to Heaven came out back in the early 70s. Oh, man. Get out of here. Come so, on. Doesn't get any is, better than that. This is my answer. I would do Zeppelin, but I wouldn't do it then. I would do it on the song remains the same because that's with the physical graffiti stuff. And so that's not really a big fan like, of that stuff. That's that's the mid 70s. So we're talking about like them playing an arena or, or, you know, stadiums. And but they have a bunch of material and they can play for two hours. So there's something to be said for that. It would be cool. Sure. It would be awesome to go back and see like Pearl Jam in 1993, but they don't have as much material so that, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, right, right. It, 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 it's kind of like, uh, you know, half a dozen of one and six of the other. Cause like, it would be awesome to see them when they're raw and, and not as many, you know, people around, but then you don't see as much of their cool material. Uh, a lot of people would say I would go see the Beatles. I wouldn't because my understanding is that they were terrible live that they were not very good live. And so I would not see the Beatles. I would see the Rolling Stones probably oh, in the yeah. early 70s, the probably Stones. after their Sticky Fingers album. And, um, or maybe even the seven, like 78, 79, the Start Me Up tour. So I would probably see them at one of those two, two concerts, Zeppelin for sure. And this third one is going to come out of nowhere. But I would want to see Old Blue Eyes in like a really smoke filled wow. just, just totally no, that like is... small like club like you know venue where you only have a few hundred people and Sinatra's serenading us with like a with like his band, you know, his his backing big band. Oh my gosh, man. Because I be... you know, you could pick Elvis, you could pick, you know, Buddy Holly and the and the crickets or, you know, whomever. And a lot of those guys played with each other, so Queen would be cool to see, like in the early '80s. Let me play among the stars. How good would that be to see him in like the early '60s? Yeah, you just can't. It's just like you some can't. smoky-filled room with a ton of scotch being drank. You know? Right, total Mad Men style. Mm-hmm. Or to be able to see the Rat Pack at their days back at like the Sands Hotel in early Las Vegas with like Sammy Davis Jr. I've thought about this a lot, and he's always been in my top three. He always has been. 
Yeah, you can't change. Dude, that is the that is the sound of a generation right there, man. Top five for that, sure. That, I'm that's gonna, I'm older than steal, my dad. I'm that's gonna steal older than that. my dad. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to put that on my top five. I would have to put Bob Marley in there, too. That would round it out. God, that would be no, fun. So no Alice in Chains, no Mad Season, no Nirvana, nothing I've seen like him. that. I've seen them. I've seen you saw him. Nirvana? Didn't get to see Nirvana. You've seen Alice in Chains with Lane Staley, though? Ah, touche, my friend. I've seen Alice in Chains twice. Both times with William Duvall. And he's a hell of a singer. It was a great time. And the coolest thing about seeing Alice in Chains, if you're listening to this podcast and you like that type of music in the least and you get the chance to see Alice in Chains, do it. And this is why. They are not shy with playing all of their hits. Some bands you go and see, and they got a new album, and they really want to sell some records, and they really want to get it out there. And that's great. You know, hey, you know what? We live in America, land of the free, home of the brave. Great. Get after it. Make that money. But I think for your fans out there, you owe it to them on some level where you play all the songs that made you who you are. And Alice in Chains, they plays them all. Plays them all and rocks them hard. Not like they're going through the motions. They get in there. Do you? Well, you know that like Jerry Cantrell, the guitarist slash secondary singer. Um, I, I don't. I think I sent this to you via text. But he, uh, uh, there was an interview with him about being a Seahawks fan and like what goes into that and and being a uh, a football fan and whatnot. And it's pretty cool because you'll see these guys that are associated with the certain cities um, that you know go and watch their teams on the road they're there visible at home um you know they're they're you know being interviewed their songs are played during the the telecasts you you called me during sunday's game and you were like man of the box like you called it dustin and then like before that they had played everlong yep by foo fighters now yep. foo fighters aren't necessarily a seattle band although that was you know i think that song was recorded in seattle but they got and ties to it because of Dave exactly, and nirvana exactly. and it's always going to be there Yep, and then you had Pearl Jam, um, the Fixer was was played earlier um, in the game. Weird so, thing about that uh, one, Eddie Vedder, a big Chicago fan. He's like a ugh. big big Chicago Bulls, Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bears. Yeah, well, he's not he's not all Pearl Jam. All right, he's yeah. not the only guy. No, in Pearl no, Jam. no, no. Jeff Amen, on the other hand, completely different. The bass player from Pearl Jam, he loves all, everything Seattle. But uh, it's kind of like seeing uh, Jack Nicholson at the Lakers. Like, there's yeah. just some actors, yep. some musicians that are just diehard sports guys, too, and I love it. Billy Crystal at the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Yankees fan, too. You know, Spike Lee at the uh, Knicks games. Correct. I, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of a stretch Rick, there. But. Uh, uh, superstar, greatest champion of all time, Ric Flair at Charlotte games. Oh, is he a big Charlotte fan? He's from Charlotte. Nah. Woo! That's funny. I think this would be a perfect time to talk about the Seahawks' victory. The all-encompassing victory over the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings never stood a chance. Just real quick, because we're, we're going to wrap it up here in just a few seconds, I think. But, um, yeah, he uh, – sorry, Seattle, yep, squeaked out a victory. Some will call it luck. Uh, to those people that I say that, that say that it was luck – Score more than nine points at home. Okay. 
and and then we'll talk about it. You know, gain more than 183 total yards on offense and come talk to me. Okay, talk about luck. Um, you make your own luck. All right. So sure, it was fortunate to that it was missed. Absolutely, just like it was unfortunate or unlucky that uh, you know the that Patriots defensive back made a hell of a play in the Super Bowl. Okay, so a lot of people calling Seattle lucky. All they have to do is rewind 11 and a half months ago, and you'll see the flip version of what lucky is. All right, and because people are gonna be well, well, you should have just run the ball. Okay, well, they didn't, and they made a pass, and it was unlucky. Just like they decided to kick a field goal, and they didn't properly execute it, and they missed it. So it's all about execution. So if, yeah. if you're going to say it's lucky, then you also have to go back and say, well, we were unlucky. This sport so you, is, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. This sport is so it, crazy, it, it, man. You know, I was. You can't, oh, you, you can, it's not an either-or proposition, is what I'm saying. It's not like a well, you are only lucky because it's the flip side of the coin is, is we also have been unlucky in the past. What were you doing when that field goal attempt went down? I know you were at home, you were sitting on your couch, but had you I already gotten up, had you no, already no, no, gotten no, no, up was... and started doing the dishes from whatever you were snacking on, or had you already uh, gone and taken a bathroom break? I was running in place. Oh. I was like I was like knees up to my chest. I was I was running. I had already prepared a tweet and um and I was like cool football's over with i don't have to focus on it anymore i can get back to you know doing other things and so um i was i was ready i, I was texting you and i said eh, it looks like game's over and then you were like so you were more annoyed than anything else you're like oh no i gotta watch more football dang it i was gonna oh. put my jerseys away i was gonna <laughs> focus on some other stuff and get some more exercising done on sundays and now I gotta, uh, now I gotta watch him play against Carolina Panthers. Ugh, so annoying. No. no, nothing like that. No, of course. I mean, I was, I was, I was thrilled. I, I still remember standing in a very similar position when the Cowboys were preparing to kick a game-winning field goal against the Seattle um, in two thousand in the two thousand six playoffs. So, um, you know, nine years ago in January two thousand nine seven. And they were getting ready to, you know, kick a field goal. And I'm standing there and I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe Seattle's going to lose this game. And then Tony Romo botches a snap, big play. Babino comes around, tackles him before he can get the first down and saves the game. And so it's, you know, kind of a little bit of similar circumstances. I was standing just totally nervous, palms sweating, irritated that it came down to this because we were superior in, in most facets of the game and it didn't show it. But who anyway, got that, that who got that crazy one handed catch just out of nowhere? Are you kidding me? That's the guy that you say is your spirit animal, but who is clearly not your spirit animal. It's Dougie Baldwin. I thought it was Dougie Baldwin. I just didn't want to throw it out there because my, you know, I've had some other things going on today. But Doug Baldwin, the only guy to score a touchdown during the entire game for both sides of the teams, rocking my Dougie Baldwin jersey. But uh, I pulled, I went full Tom Cruise, Dustin. I went full Tom Cruise. I'm not even You're a, jumping on the couch. I'm not nuts. even afraid to admit it. No, I didn't even go Oprah Tom Cruise. I went risky business, Tom Cruise. I did a full-on slide through my buddy's kitchen. I was like, "Woo!" And I went full. I went full, Tom Cruise, man. I took my pants off. I was in my whitey tidies. I yelled very loudly. 
I watch the games alone because I talk to myself during the games. I'm a little bit crazy. I understand that. Again, it goes back to I know who I am. I know how agitated I can get during games and how agitating I can be to other people. I don't need other people to tell me uh, what's going on during the football game. I don't need anybody to tell me the strategy of how to watch a game or what goes into a play or goes into uh, you know the victory of a football game. I understand how the game is played. I don't need that secondary analysis during the game from other people, and people tend to do that. So I watch them by myself. By, excuse me, by myself, so that if I, you know, shout out a a curse here or there, if I want to, you know, just talk for five straight minutes because I'm I'm so irritated at what's going on, or I'm uber excited and I'm like, that's what you get, you know, then I don't have to be, um, uh, you know, in an element that I'm uncomfortable in. So you're gonna tell me. If it's not a matter of if on uh, on Wednesday, when you win the Powerball, six hundred million dollars in your back pocket. It's pretty big pants, by the way, if that's what you're going to be doing. But you are not going to buy box seats to all the Seattle Seahawks home games and then have it completely unoccupied with just you. You'd be the one guy in there right. <laughs> standing, looking Not, over everybody. And there yeah. is uh, Mr. Mega Millions himself, Powerball winner, Dustin Ebaum from the world-famous Dustin Ebaum podcast, or Buckner and Ebaum podcast. And I just give a wave. I just have my, my right paw open, and it's, you know, it's, uh, it's like I'm holding up five, you know, up five, and I'm just, I'm going like this. I know the camera's on me. I'm in my Seahawks garb. Just me. Just me alone. Uh, yeah, I would probably, I don't know what I would do. That's an interesting question. Um, I would invite you. I would invite you. What? Really? You, you, yeah, you would I, do I, that I would, for me. I would, I would fly you out all expenses paid. That's what I would do. What about, uh, former My podcast, uh, family, I've, friends, Mike Bishop? Um, no, no, Mike Bishop. Mike Bishop will never hear from me again, that SOB. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll fight my dad. I'll fight my dad as well. You know? Yeah, the fam. You get the fam out there. Your nephews. You love those little... Those little bastards. Um, I was le- I was going to let you say it. I didn't want to be the guy to say it. You jerk. I can't believe you were thinking that, Buckner. You a-hole. I hate you. Why would you say that about them? You don't even know them. They're you'd awesome. In, you'd be They're in the wonderful. box. You'd be in the box. Be put Paulie Allen on the phone. Put Paulie on the phone. Get him on here. <laughs> Get John Schneider in here. Get the GM in here. I got some ideas of how to run this team. Okay, look here, guys. This is what we need to work on. Get me a get me a get me a line in the Pete Carroll's ear. Get me down there. I got a couple of plays for him to run. In got all, a couple of ideas. In, uh, yeah. In all honesty, what? do you think that Marshawn Lynch is going to be a Seahawk next season? A lot of people are no. speculating that no. that's not going to be the case. Oh, I didn't think so before the beginning of the season. I thought this was his final season virtually no matter what happened. Final season in professional football? With Seattle. Oh, and possibly okay. his last professional football season. Who knows? He's a he's an eccentric guy. He's a different kind of guy. Maybe not eccentric, but he's, uh, he, he's unique. So, um, you know, it, it just is what it is. 
you know, I, I don't know. I can't imagine him wanting to play for a different organization that would, you know, treat him like he's been treated with Seattle. Like, he's going to go to, to New England with probably the biggest, one of the biggest jerks uh, as head coaches, like one of the most curmudgeonous coaches in all of football, or the a-hole that is the head coach in Arizona. Like the surly old, like, get off my lawn. He's basically like Clint Eastwood in um, Grand Tour. <laughs> That's basically what the coach is in Arizona. <laughs> get off my lawn. Like, he's a, he's a jerk. Oh, you're going to come play for that guy? Yeah. Like, I, I just I just don't understand. You're playing for a player's coach. Pete Carroll. So. Pete Carroll is a pretty unique coach when it comes to that. But at the same time, he's got to look at it like, I've only got a few years left to play. I'm going to probably get a pretty gnarly big contract because of what yeah. I've accomplished. Maybe. i got to stack that cheddar up for, you know, a rainy day. Because what's he going to what's he gonna do uh, post, post-football? He's not going to be one of those commentators. He won't even talk during any interviews. He doesn't do interviews. Hey, he's a Cal alum. He really is. He graduated from Cal. So, um, you know, he's probably got some uh, – has – probably align himself with a, a couple of really smart people hopefully and and you you take care of yourself you know you see you see some of these athletes and they just toss their money around i would not do that when i win powerball i will not toss my money around arbitrarily i will make sure to spend it wisely in la i will buy a lovely house um buckner we never got to this there are three wonderful houses up for sale there are three wonderful houses up for sale, and I mean, you know, we, we are stretching the podcast a little bit long, but there's just too many things to talk about, Dustin. So we'll, we'll, we'll Most interesting so Monday. It, no, 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 no. I say we just go a little long. Let's stretch it out, buddy, okay? okay. You got that Powerball money. You got Paul Allen on the phone. You said, Paulie, I got to go. I got some real estate properties I'm looking at investing in, mm-hmm. and I got to make that money, baby. I got three different ones. In fact, Paul, let me get your opinion. Which one should I buy? Playboy Mansion just went up for sale. They're looking at trying to get about $200 million. Probably not going to be the case. Probably going to sell around seventy-five. That's property number one. Property number two, Wayne Newton's old stomping grounds in Viva Las Vegas, Shenandoah. Mm. Highlighted in Vegas Vacation, starring Chevy Chase. The beautiful, is it Maureen O'Hara? I can't remember her name. <laughs> Maureen no, I, O'Hara? I, I don't think that was her. No. What, no, what was her name? Isn't that the, that's the, that's the mom in, um, in Home Alone, right? That could be. I don't remember her name. I don't remember the mom's name from uh, vacation movies. It is, uh, oh my gosh, because she was in Entourage and a bunch of other stuff too. She, uh, people say that she was really good looking back in the day. I'm sure she was. I'm sure we can look that up on the internet. Or the third property, Dustin, before you uh, before you decide to uh, sign Beverly on the dotted D'Angelo. line. Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. Gosh, how do I not mm-hmm. know what I hate myself right now. Hate me. I hate me. So you got Wayne Newton's property. You got Hugh Hefner's property up for grabs. Who can forget about Michael Jackson's property? <laughs> Neverland up for grabs. Hundred million bucks could be yours. Neverland the, Ranch, the roller coasters, all the amusement rides, the carousel, the train that goes around the entire property could be yours for a cool hundred mil. What's that to a guy that's got six hundred plus million? It's one sixth of my. It's one sixth of my fortune. It's a lot of money what. to throw. I'll tell you what. Between all those three properties, I'll tell you which one I want. But first, I want to know what you would, which one you would invest in. I. <sighs> 
the Playboy Mansion is in an interesting area. That's an area that I think is a very affluent area. I want to say I it's think in that, Brentwood. Don't quote I, I, me on that. And I think that would be a solid place to live. They're asking way too much money for it. They're asking for $200 million. There might be somebody who has money who goes, well, I want to buy it for nostalgic sake, and I'm going to keep it how it is. And I think there is a condition that Hugh Hefner is still going to be able to live there. Yeah. So it's like he's like 90 years old. I mean, who knows how long that guy's going to live? Um, you know, he's he's you know sucked the blood of so many young beautiful um you know blondes for the last 50 years that who knows i, so, I take it back it's in homely hills in beverly hills california okay and so it, it's way too much money it, it's probably going to sell for more around the line of, of what did you say 75 or 80 million dollars that's what the property values are going for in that area but that's play, nutty uh, the, the, the property is not a new property it's rich with history of course with one of the most famous publications in the world and the fact you got a stinky old guy still living there he ain't going anywhere anytime soon yeah uh even if you bought the property and were selling tickets at 50 bucks a head for people to go and do tours how long would that take to get your property to to make your money back on that Right, I, I I would not go Neverland Ranch because that's like more north. That's that's like Santa Barbara, isn't that? That's north of like uh, of L.A. It's kind of right? by Santa Barbara, but you got room to stretch your legs out, man. You do a little bit more rural out there. You don't got to worry about a bunch of peeping toms creeping in your backyard, worrying about what you got going on, man. Especially when you got little you kids around. You know, I mean, that's that's how he got away with it, right? Hey, those are all allegedly. Alleg- allegedly. allegedly. Um. And and I wouldn't want to spend that much money in Vegas, to be honest with you, to live in Vegas. So I, I'm out all three of those. I'm, I'm out on all of them. I would I I would choose n- none of them. If it had to come down to it, I would probably choose. Ne- well, I I already said this. Uh, Neverland Ranch. I I said this on the morning show. I didn't say this yet on the on the podcast. I, on the podcast. I, on Neverland the- Ranch only because. It's just so weird, man. And you got that much money uh, with cash. You could probably weasel your way around because nobody's been there for a long time. So I feel like you could probably have some wiggle room as far as the price goes. And uh, you could probably get a lot of people that would want to go out there and just see how. Because people are curious about people like Michael Jackson. And it's not in the same location as Graceland is with Elvis Presley, because I've heard where Graceland was located used to be a really nice part of town in Memphis back when Elvis lived there a long time ago. But now it's in the hood. Is it in Memphis or Nashville? It's in Memphis. Okay. And the same thing goes for... uh, Wayne Brady's property. I'm sorry, Wayne Newton's property. <laughs> Wayne Brady. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Brady. Brady. <laughs> I'm um, Wayne Brady. It's right next to the airport. It's in a terrible location. I've driven by it, and it's on a huge piece of property. But, dude, it's so dated in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. You feel like you have to drive, like, a Trans Am when you walk onto the property. Gold chains, white suits, the whole. It looks like something right out of a Scarface movie. Snorting some coke, I right, 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 right. So getting some nose candy up they, there. God, they, some they bo- want some booger sugar. Fortune for that. I want to. I want to see how much they want for that property. I want to say it's like seventy-five million dollars. Well, you're all looking because, at that. Yeah. While you're looking at that, do you think the Seahawks have a chance against Wayne Newton's grandson Cam Newton in the Carolina <laughs> Panthers this weekend? Uh, they have you know to be related. Uh, I think after the humiliating win that the Seattle Seahawks got 
they're going to be back to prove themselves that they have a team that deserves to be in playoff contention. And I think that the Carolina Panthers have obviously proven themselves throughout the entire season. They only lost once or twice. They lost once. Okay, yeah, and to the Atlanta Falcons. So yes. Seattle Seattle had them beat in Seattle, and it was one of those bad fourth-quarter losses that Seattle had like four of this year, five of this year, that were just terrible fourth-quarter losses that, uh, you know, really was, um, you know, inexcusable. There was a pass to their tight end, Greg Olson, down the seam, and it was there was confusion between Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor as to who should have been covering him, and he ended up by scoring the game-winning touchdown with, like, 30 seconds left in the game to right. win 27-23. So it's like, okay, it was a really close game. We played them last year in the playoffs. We've played them every year in the regular season, 2011, 12, 13, 14, and 15. We've played them five straight years for whatever reason because the way that they've finished in their division in the NFC South has been correlating with the way we finished in the in the NFC West and plus we play that division every, you know, 3 years and so we've played them six times in the last five years. I think this will be the seventh time in five years we play them. And this is going off my memory, and I might be wrong on that by a game. But uh, So we know that team very well. They know uh, Seattle very well. So it should be very interesting. They have a very similar type of defense as, as to what we have. And so it should be a good game. It's going to be a tough game. They're going to be at home. Their crowd's going to be pumped up. They haven't had a home uh, playoff game this late in a long time. So will Marshawn Lynch be ready to go? I don't know. That's like apparently Pete Carroll said that's up to that could go all the way up to game time. Huh? I don't even uh, know if he's ever played for Seattle again. I don't even know if he'll ever play one game again for Seattle. Now, by the time you listen to this podcast, we might know, but if it's very possible, he never plays and suits up again. Because let's say Seattle loses and he doesn't play on Sunday, then he may never he may never play again. I did find that price tag, $70 million. I was off by $5 million, but that For was, Shenandoah. For Shenandoah in Las Vegas. You get a ton of property, though. I mean, it's a big stretch. I'm talking like 20 acres or something like that, pretty much right in the middle of Las Vegas. But it's not really that good of a property because you're right by the airport. And you would Even if you were like riding your horses on your acres, you would constantly be hearing airplanes flying over your $70 million property. Screw that. Flatten this whole thing out. Turn it into a strip mall and make some money off that. Or a casino. Or a, a big casino. old casino. You're not going to be making any money off of Wayne Newton's name. I mean, he was really popular at a certain time. He did his thing. And, you know, it's time to move on. Speaking of moving on, thank you for listening to the podcast. Podcast episode number 61 can be found on, well, if you found it, then you know where it can be found. Now it's tell on. your friends. Tell all yeah. your friends. Tell your mom, your dad, your sister, your aunts. Your uh, your buddy at the gym, that guy that makes your breakfast burritos over at that mm-hmm. place you get breakfast burritos. Yeah, um, the, your coworkers, you know, are they? Do they have a tough commute in? How about listening to the Buckner and Ebon podcast? So uh, iTunes, uh, you can search Buckner and Ebon. Stitcher, Jinx, you owe you, me a Coke. Okay, you search Buckner and Ebon, um, and then um, with SoundCloud. We always put the SoundCloud uh, link as well. Like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Buckner and Ebomb, or on Twitter. That was you, Buckner. That's supposed to be you. Uh, 
at oh at yeah Buckner at, and Ebom at Buckner or, and Ebom. Sorry, I was reading about uh, or, or Cam Newton's weird. dad's house, Wayne Newton. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's his granddad. I think it's his granddad. Yeah, his granddad. Yeah, there's there's or so on Twitter. Related. At Buckner and Ebom, or as Buckner would say, twitter.com forward slash Buckner and Ebom. That's at the bottom, yo! That's right. Cue the music, hey. baby. Hey, I ain't going to get you guys anything when I win Powerball. Eh, maybe I'll give you something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let me play. You got to ask yourself, what would old Blue Eyes do, Dustin? Let me see. He would buy you a brand new Cadillac, baby. Ow! Jupiter and Mars. No. I ain't going to get you guys anything. Buckner, I decided I would buy you a brand new BMW. That's what I decided. Thanks, buddy. That's really generous. All right. Cue the end of the podcast, Buckner. Cue it. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You. This has been another episode of the Buckner and E-Bomb podcast. You, you can always follow along online at twitter.com forward slash Buckner and E-Bomb.